Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Fridays at the Fountain. If you need to unwind after a busy week, try Fridays at the Fountain in Crystal City, a weekly pop-up beer and wine garden with great live music in an outdoor beautiful setting. More at crystalcity.org. And visit our friends at Pacers Running. If you're looking for new shoes, if you love yoga, or if you're a runner, they have several locations in the D.C. area, so stop by today. And to find a location, you can just go to pacersrunning.com. What's the that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the We're ready, right? What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase, what's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic, and she about to begin the co-host with the most born one looking fleek. Take it from me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's tap, pop culture at its best. No need a second guess. Separated from the rest. Hey, baby. How you doing? I'm so good. We have big Take me higher. Take me, Sarah. Taking you higher. <laughs> I is love that like, it. Is that like That's what a Diana Ross song. <laughs> Take me higher. Take me to that lovely place when the sky's so high. Higher. Take me higher. Take me to Spotify. Yay. Is that the news? <laughs> 
news. So we teased this. We'd been telling you guys about a month ago, because we've been working on this for a while, um, that we would have big news to announce. And... It's finally here. And that news is that we are on Spotify. We are officially on Spotify. Woo! Yay! I know, isn't that great? We need great? a clap track. We need, oh, we do need a clap track. Come on, man. I mean, isn't that when they clap? A clap but track. But wait, we have people here. Uh, hello, Woo! we're on Spotify! Yeah. Let's That's go. so exciting. You know, I'm on he Spotify is? every day. We go. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so with Spotify means that we're also now on iHeartRadio. You're going to be able to find us actually in lots of places. So we're on iHeart. We're on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Lipson, wow. Podomatic. We're I mean, I'm seven impressed. <laughs> wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> Does that work for you, Paul? Are it we good works now? for me. So please, you guys, do us a favor today. Go and I'm sure everybody already has Spotify anyway, but please um, tell somebody that uses Spotify about the Hey Frage with Paul Wharton podcast. All you got to do is search Hey Frage podcast on Spotify. Boom, we'll pop up. Um, but tell a friend if you would. It would mean so much to us because we really appreciate you guys have supported us. You're growing this podcast and this is the next step. So the more people that listen, then the more free things we can give you because, you know, it. sponsors are going to sponsor our shit and then, boom, we get it. I'm so happy. Yay! So, thank you guys so much. It's like your support and the reason that you guys have listened that we're finally, uh, you know, we're making big moves, which I'm excited about because when you first joined was when we kind of parted ways with Podcast One. Yeah. So, it was sort of like, oh, you know, you kind of sometimes have to believe that bigger things are on the way. Absolutely. And then it's like, oh, fine. You don't want us to be on Podcast One? Boom! Now we're going to be with someone that's got 200 million listeners. So, yes, fuck you! I love it. Alright. <laughs> oh, that is I'm fantastic. Anyway. So it is. It's a good, it's just always a good lesson in just having faith. Yeah. You know? Paul Warden, how have you been? <sighs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We'll start with that story. Paul and I saw each other yeah. over the weekend because we hosted this fashion show for, um, it, for those of you who don't know, Paul and I uh, in D.C., we contribute for Fox 5. And so one of our coworkers had a fashion show. She asked us to, to co-host the fashion event. So we did that. We had a great time. And then, um, you know, we go our own separate ways. We both live our lives, have a crazy weekend, and we come back together on Wednesday. And you walked in here today, and you were so, like, uh, you were just a mess. Well, I was a total mess. I mean, first of all, you know, I'm a total news junkie, so I totally let the news yesterday consume me. So first thing I will oh. say is I know this podcast is, you know, we're fun and we want to bring, bring you all up. And, but we, we are human. And, and I just want to say to the family of, of Heather Heyer, her, her funeral was today. I watched some of the memorial service, you know, on CNN. It's just so sad. And, and to the two um, law enforcement officers, um, I just thought that was just terrible that they lost their lives on Saturday. And to everybody that was hurt, I mean, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, your families. It's been so hard to not be consumed by it, not be affected by it. I think everybody is. And, um, you know, it's funny. I, I Here's what I'll say, and I, I want your opinion on this before mm. we, we get going on the show, because I think you're right. It's so important to talk about. Um, it's hard for me to wrap my head around just, like, how deep systemic racism is in this country, you know, because I grew up in rural Maine. I grew up in a little area and my parents always loved everyone, even though I didn't grow up with a lot of diversity. They never said anything hateful about anybody of a different race. Sure. I just, and so 
I guess it's so shocking to see these people kind of come out of the woodwork, these alt writers, and just have so much like hatred yeah. and you know, and they're they load themselves up with all these weapons. I mean, I think they're absolutely crazy. And then I don't know about you, and I know this is very superficial, but I David Duke has had so much plastic surgery, I can't handle when it. When is somebody going to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, well, here's my question to the neo Nazis that yeah. listen to our show. All right, how do you follow a leader? He's got the same nose as Michael Jackson. The guy has had so much work done. He looks like Joan Rivers incarnated. He I really does. He, I, oh, my God. But what is what that about? What in the God's name? Well, I would say it's obviously about self-hatred. The man doesn't like himself, so he's blowtorched his face okay. into oblivion, don't you think? I think so. I think you're right about that. When I saw the pictures, I thought, how can these neo-Nazis, right, these guys that want to go back to just like strong mm. men, white men leading and all this shit... Their leader, right. I mean, the tip of his nose is going to fall off at any moment. I mean, it's worth a little question. <laughs> Do you know? Oh, my God. Here comes the emails, I'm sure. Oh, my God. I can't handle it. She, AJ, just, AJ, our intern, just brought up um, just brought up the pictures of David Duke. Oh. Now, that was a couple years ago. Look at this nose job. Why isn't anyone talking about the Botox? But the way his the face fillers. is so pulled. Oh, my God. It's too much. It's, it's just too much. Oh, my oh God. God. She's doing, like, a fast slideshow of it. Now, see there, he looked no, like just a man, right? Right. Well, I mean, he's wearing a KKK uniform, but other than, <laughs> yeah. other than that, he's pretty normal. He just looks like a crazy racist So, I guess man. I'm just really disappointed in our president, um, but I am feeling hopeful because people have really come together, you know. I know they We've are. always looked to the leadership of our president. I mean, I know during the eight years Barack Obama was in office, I definitely looked to him. We all looked to him, and he was a phenomenal leader. And he did comfort us in, in times of um, questioning, like, were we going to be okay? Right. You know, and we're just not getting that at all now. But we are kind of turning to each other. And, and for all the people that are hateful, there is... Ten times more that are loving and hopeful and are willing to stand on the right side of history and stand up for what's right. And I, you know, I have not been able to, like, put into words kind of what the right thing to say is. Because, honestly, I don't know. But I will say this morning, I was because I was thinking about this on this podcast, how are we going to address this? We have many people from many different racial backgrounds that listen to this podcast. And I think it's what you did, Paul, was so right. It's so important to address it. But... Do you know Brene Brown? Do you guys ever, are you guys fans with her? She's like an Oprah. She and Oprah are buddies. And she, her TED Talk went viral probably like six years ago, no. all about vulnerability. Okay. Um, well, anyway, she came out yesterday. She's done a video on Facebook Live that has almost two million views. And, and she, she's dedicated her life to basically being a professor, teaching about um, acceptance and being open and vulnerable and shame, you know, the, around shame. Mm-hmm. The video clip is up on my podcast page if you just search Sarah Fraser page. But it hit me this morning because I think it is so important that we have a conversation about this. But she really talks about owning our story in this country of systemic racism, that our story is one of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. You know, because for years and years, many people own slaves. That's what they wanted. And she also goes on to talk about what she really has a great definition of what white privilege is. Okay. Because she says, like, in her years of teaching, the hardest part is that lots of times people come in and they're like, look, I I worked from, you know, I started from nothing. My parents didn't have anything. And I worked mm-hmm. my way up. And she goes, no, no, no. That's hard work. 
privilege is when you and I didn't even think about this example, but okay. she's like, it's when you go to the store and you have a band aid that matches your skin color, and it's when you're driving down the street and you get pulled over and you don't have to really worry about anything sure. because you're just pretty much presumed innocent. And so she gives all these examples and it's so amazing. She really put it in perspective for me and she also says that it's privilege when things like this happen and you say to yourself, okay, I just need to go on Pinterest. I just need to see like good positive things Mm -hmm. and make cupcakes. Sure. Because... You don't have to face it. That And I'm like, that's me. I am the person who, when shit like this happens, I'm like, you know what? I just want to go on Pinterest. I don't understand, like, why we don't just stop covering these people. If we don't give them a platform, they're not going to come out, yeah. you know? But that's missing the point of the whole backstory. Damn you, honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was watching this interview yesterday by Richard Spencer, one of these like white nationalists that's always out in the news right now. Okay. And, you know, he's the guy that was like the skinny jeans and all the stuff, but, you know, he's trying to recruit all these young, kind of educated white guys to become a part of this movement. Wait, and, is he is he like an alt writer? Yeah, he's like the head, one of the head guys. It's always he was the guy so that they canceled hate. that that uh, speech on at University of Florida. A young guy, yeah, 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 youngish looking, you know, because of his haircut and his skinny jeans. I mean, sure. everybody looks young, and you because know? of David Duke's plastic surgery right. that he goes to now. Yeah, exactly. But he was saying in an interview that I saw yesterday. Oh, I just love white privilege. I want to bring it back. I want it to trend. I want to bathe in white privilege. This is what he was saying and he was saying look every year you see these big companies like google and facebook and whatever netflix whatever he said um and they come out with these uh, diversity hiring reports and every year they celebrate the fact that they've hired less white men and like why are we celebrating that and i was just sitting i had to pause the tv (laughs) i was laying in bed i sat up i put my feet on the ground no really i was like Oh, okay. I need to know what's going on because I know people that look like that. Oh, yeah. Do you know? Oh, I, I know a lot of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I well, guess... Well, I probably look like one, actually. <laughs> well, you just <laughs> said that you, well, you're not one, but you know, you, but you feel I the am. privilege. Oh, yeah. I feel the privilege. Yeah. I feel the privilege. And it's, it's hard because like what Brene says in the video is basically it, you... It's hard to own your story, Mm -hmm. right? Isn't that everybody's hardest thing? Whether you're an alcoholic, whether you've been abused as a kid. The hardest part is owning it, putting it out there, and going... Uh, This is is what it is. I might not know the answer, but this is what happened. And I think for me as a white person, the hardest part is I cannot believe that people would be so cruel to other people that for me, it's hard to get in that place of going, Mm -hmm. this is really what happened. And it really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So it is, and it is privilege. It's privilege to go, you know what? I can go on Pinterest and my life will go on. Or, you know, you lose your job. Oh, I'll just go get another one. You know, I think for me, the difference is I don't have an expectation that anyone's going to do anything for me or help me out. That's kind of my thing. Right. You you know what I mean? Right. Like when I stopped getting calls to be on TV years ago and I had to create something, like create a show, sell the sponsorship, write the show, shoot the show, promote the show. And that's the way I worked. Right. Because I think with me being a black man and a gay black man, I just, from my experience, I just never thought anybody would do anything really for me to help me along. And you know what? A lot of ways, I still don't feel that way. Right. You know, right. I, I don't. And, and um, however, 
I have reclaimed my time. <laughs> no, I have. Because, yeah, you know, I'm time enough for these folks that think that they, you know, we're in a business relationship. I send them an email. They don't email me back. I'm like, excuse me. Hello. I emailed you. Your fingers broke. Oh, oh, I had meetings. Uh-huh. When I email you, email me back. Like, you know, I had an email last week from a company that I work with. And they said, you know, oh, we don't need you this week. And I responded back. Sorry, that doesn't work for me. The right. expectation is that I'm there. Right. And so make it happen. And you know what they did? They made it happen. They made it happen. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you can you can understand that you're not in a position, you know, historically or from a perspective of other people's perception, the way you look or who you are from their perspective. But that doesn't mean you have to take their shit. You know, you have to call them on it. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's an, you know, it's an interesting time to be in this country. And I think that I love Bernays' idea of owning our story. And once you own it, then you can move on from it, you know? And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing is we, we just don't own it. And I think there's a lot of people like myself who want to ignore, you know, or believe or or just not believe that the alt right is that strong or that much of a movement or that people still even really feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. really hard to grasp. So yeah. anyway, you can always email us. It's Paul Wharton style at yahoo.com right. and it's Sarah at heyfrage.com. Um and you guys emailed us this week. We'll talk uh towards the end of the show with our intern Joelle because she last week had mentioned that she was an Oreo and yes. we obviously got a lot of feedback about that. So we'll get into that later on. <laughs> but um <laughs> What the hell? So, after we addressed that, you this morning came in here with this rat that was like on your vehicle. Oh my God, police! What? Okay, to switch oh, up. Please oh. help. Okay, that's me. You want to set the story up? I'll set the story up. So you know, I'm I'm coming. I, I park where I live. I park in an alley. Okay. It's like a reserved space in an alley, and there there's two spaces. There's one space next to mine. And um, I, I just, and it's also behind a big like condo building, and there's rats all the time running back there, yeah, like a lot of rats. Yeah. So it's just part of D.C. They're everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in Georgetown or in Shaw or in Logan or in Dupont. If you go to alleys behind houses, you're gonna see rats running around in D.C. It's just one of these things that we have here. So that's no different. Anyway, I go and there's a van blocking me in. So I go to the condo building and I'm like banging on the door because I've got to get here to record the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, the guy answers his door and I have like my <laughs> my, my black privilege on, you know. <laughs> Do you see that big motherfucking BMW? That's mine and you need to move. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I was speaking of privilege. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, no, no. I'm reclaiming my time on all that privilege. So anyway, no, but the guy, the woman comes out to move the van. She's very apologetic. And then I, I gave her a hug. I was like, oh, no problem. I walked to my car and there's, it's probably really a mouse, but to me it was a rat. Okay. There's a rat on the hood of my car. Oh my God. This thing is serious. You're, you're not joking. Like it's on Paul's Instagram story right now. Yes. And it is so hysterical. I mean, it's not funny, but it just visually is like, so the crazy. first video that I posted up there was me. When I saw the rattles pulled up my phone, I almost dropped the phone. Another big ass rat ran over my foot. Okay. Oh. Right. As soon as the Insta story stopped, a rat ran over my foot. Um, I mean, I lost my shit. People were coming out on their terraces. They were opening their windows. Thank God I've got good neighbors. 
I guess. Here's here you are in your in every as it's all going down. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> 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 okay. Thank God. Oh my okay, God. you talk oh, about karmic retribution. Help. I was so nice to that lady <laughs> when she came out. Yeah. She actually <laughs> got the rat off the hood of my car. <laughs> you sound Now wait, oh my I'm God. in the car. She's outside taking the where was I screaming about? I have no idea. You are literally honest to God, this video is of Paul sitting behind the driver's seat and this poor woman has got like an old bread bag and she's trying to like get the thing up and he's screaming crazy. Why am I screaming? She was the one taking the rat off. Oh my god, we don't but know. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, someone just actually um insta like responded to that insta story and they said, you know, somebody put that on there. That's what they thought. They're like, how could a rat climb up on the hood of your car? Now, funny they would mention that. Do you think so? Do you think someone well, would intentionally do that? What happened was... <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, there's two spaces there, okay? There's my space on the left, and there's another space on the right. And the space on the right belongs to this house that uh, they do Airbnb. So there's always a different car there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So the guy gotcha. the other night, there was a black um, Suburban. And he was parked in the middle of the two spaces. Well, anyway, shit, it was late. Like, I had to get in the house. Yeah. You know, there's rats out there. I had to get in. Right. <laughs> so I squeezed that. You know, I've got a big car. Yeah, your car is it's huge. huge right? Yeah, it is. So I squeezed it on the left side of that. And, like, I'm sure he had to get in his right side. I'm sure he couldn't oh, get in. Oh, do you his think he was side. so squeezed in? He saw that dead rat on the ground and just flipped it up on your car. And he put it on the hood of my car. Well, good thing he Airbnb'd it because he doesn't know what who's messing. What he didn't know is I got his tag number. <laughs> Whenever I block you in, I always get your tag number. I'm coming after you, Florida man. <laughs> coming after you. You're gonna drive to Florida this for ain't this over. revenge. Just say no. I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> More of that black yeah, privilege. I know. Hey, hey he's not driving. Time. No, shit, no. Flying first class. Oh making all God. the white people in the back mad. Oh, you crazy me kidding. up. <laughs> oh, we need some levity. You know what I mean? Oh, do we? That'll be good. That'll be good. We'll be getting lots of comments about that. Oh, my God. You cracked me oh, up. Goodness. Well, look, there's tons of other stories that we wanted to talk about this week. Um, what do you think about this one with Cheesecake Factory? There, there is, is a class action lawsuit. If you've eaten there in the past couple of years, you may be up for some sort of small return. But they apparently customers have said that they have screwed with them on suggested gratuity. Uh, uh, gratuity on a split bill okay. and people have been paying as much as 44% on a meal. So Paul, you and I go and have dinner together. Yes. It's $50. They divide it by 25 and they, they do divide it by two. Right. They divide it by two. We okay. each say, Hey, we're each going to pay for our own share. Right. Okay. Then the suggested tip, what they've been doing is for the overall $50 bill. So, so they say $10. Right. So yes, exactly. Yeah. They're saying, for me, for my $25 share, that the suggested 20% is $10. $10, when in fact, it's not. It's like five it's bucks. Yeah. Right. So whose fault do you think it is? Because the restaurant was saying, look, you know, that's the suggested gratuity. Maybe Paul's paying all the gratu- gratuity. Maybe Sarah is. So it's your job. You should be able to figure it out. But then people go, no, I was drunk or I was too busy talking. That can happen. <laughs> I know, and I actually kind of feel like they do have a point because at Cheesecake Factory, they have massive drinks. This is so crazy. I've talked about Cheesecake Factory for 
you know, twice in three days. Because Holly Morris, before she left for vacation, maybe yeah. it was like a week ago, she was saying that she was at the Cheesecake Factory with her son, and they got to questioning the people there, and they were asking them, you know, how often do you change out the cheesecakes? And the people said something like every day. So they were like, wait, well, oh. so basically. Meaning fresh, meaning when do you like make new cheesecakes? Right. Okay. So basically if somebody takes one piece out, then that cheesecake, the countdown for 24 hours starts. Oh, really? But are they in a different paper wrap? That's kind of weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird Where to me. Where do they make those cheesecakes? I don't know. I don't think they're homeside. I'm and how go do they have menu. so many things on the menu? And how does it come out so fast? You know what? I don't go there. <laughs> Unless they become a sponsor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. You crack me up. Anyway, if, you, if you've been there in the past year or so, you, um, you might be eligible for some money. Also, Chris Brown um, today just came out, and our interns are younger. They can jump in on this one. Um, but Chris Brown, there's a new documentary coming out. And Brown, for the first time, is going into specific detail as to what happened the night where he assaulted ex-girlfriend Rihanna. And so Chris says that he and his ex-girlfriend got into that physical altercation in 2009. Everybody remembers it. And he gives explicit detail. It's called Chris Brown, Welcome to My Life. It'll be out later this month. He kind of blames Rihanna. Like, not... I mean, he owns his part, but he says things like... um, he says that the whole thing started over a woman that Chris Brown had admitted to having sex with when he'd first met Rihanna, but he was no longer seeing her. And according to Chris, that was the truth. But Rihanna never really trusted him after there. And he, after that, and he says that things went downhill, that they would verbally fight each other in physical fights as well. And he says mutual sides. It was the first time that I'd ever gotten into this with a woman. He says, I still love Rihanna, but I'm going to be honest. We would fight each other. She would hit me. I would hit her. But it was never okay. Okay. It was always a point to where we talk about it and be like, what the F are we doing? That's just immaturity. Could you imagine? And I don't, and I'm not victim shaming at all or, or anybody that's in an abusive relationship. I feel for you dearly. Right. But I feel at this stage in my life, I can't imagine someone hauling off and knocking, you know, like in, punching me or slapping me or like anything physical. In that way that I was in a relationship with. I just, it would be over. What would you do? So he describes the night that it happened. He says they were in a tiny Lamborghini. And he says that they got into a heated argument where she was punching, slapping, and kicking him. He was trying to pull over the car. And that's when he closed hand clocked her in the mouth. Mm. She started bleeding from her lip. And he says in that moment, he was like, oh, my God, to himself, what am I what am I doing? Pulls over the car. They continue to fight. She grabs the keys, pretends to throw them out. That's when she finds somebody and yells, he's going to kill me. And then, of course, you know, that starts the 911 Mm -hmm. call and the whole Mm -hmm. thing. So I don't know. I never even know what to say in situations like this when they blame the woman or they say that the woman had a part. I mean, clearly, he just should have never he should have pulled the car over and got away from her. Yeah. If she was doing I think that. everyone should stand down their ego and just stop. I mean, I do think in most cases, like historically, except for the woman we just saw outside the window, most men are stronger than <laughs> women. We just saw this woman that could whip oh all our asses, okay? She was, uh, can you imagine in a bar fight, those back muscles? Like, she would just, like, nail you. Oh, God. Oh, it would be so over. Oh but, God. I mean, you know, for me, just as a man, of course, I think that men should stand down. You know, if a woman does haul off and smack you, I yeah, mean, because ultimately you are you. much stronger. Sure. Like you're stronger than any woman here, and you are. You're yeah. stronger than everyone except for that woman that we just saw. You're who right. you're right, probably could like. Well, we'd all run from. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
Well, I'm excited to watch that documentary. You know, I have a weird obsession with Chris Brown, R. Kelly, very inappropriate people. I'm not but sure But if you why. slap me, yeah. I would curse would you, you out, but I, I don't think I'd slap you back. I mean, I might push you a little bit, but <laughs> I, might, I might shake the shit out of you. I'd give you shaking baby syndrome. Oh, that much is true. But okay. I don't think I would... Uh, no, I wouldn't actually hit you back. I, I just wouldn't because... You have good training now. It's like you're no, very mindful. You're I, very I spiritual. I, I just wouldn't. I don't need to be... You know, that goes back to people that always need to be right. They always need to have the last word. Yeah. If it's one thing that I would remember, if anything ever happened to my dad, people would say, what do you remember from your dad? I would say, he says to me, son... You can always be magnanimous. You don't have to be the loudest. You don't have to have the right, the last word. You don't have to always be right. You oh, know, that's good stand, advice. Stand down your ego. Wow. Stand down your ego. That's really good. Um, the other story was a woman who's now being uh, slammed online for being disappointed with her $2,100 engagement ring. I want to know your what? thoughts on this. Okay, now, now set the scene. Okay, so here's the scene. So this woman just got engaged to her fiance, and she wrote on a site, mumsnet.com, that she expressed her disappointment. She says, quote, I was so happy and excited to accept the ring, but was disappointed when I first saw it. The first mm. word that entered my head was small. There's nothing to dislike about the type of ring per se, as a diamond solitaire would have been my choice, but it's the whole thing, the color of the gold, the setting, the small stone. His salary is near six-figure sum, and he's usually very generous. I ended up seeing the receipt. It was $2,100, a lot less than I imagined that he would spend on a significant piece of jewelry. What do you think? And of course, you know, people are trolling her. You shouldn't marry him. I thought, I actually kind well, of agree. Well, the lady was being honest. Isn't that I what the chat rooms are about? <laughs> but you know who I just called? Yes. Our Diamond guy. Yeah, our diamond guy. Get <laughs> so Jonathan on the phone. Jonathan Mervis. Yeah, I just called him. I'm like, I'm hearing this story. I'm like, I got to call Jonathan. Because, okay, so, hey, Jonathan, are you there? Hey, Paul. Hey, thanks for calling. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jonathan, this is the deal. I think you heard the story, right? Uh, yeah, it's sort of all over the internet. It's all yeah. over the internet. So, uh, you know, this woman is disappointed because she said her fiancé makes uh-huh. six figures and he spent 2100 on the ring. Like, does she have a point? Well, you know, I think communication is sort of the starting point. Um, you know, is she, uh, what is he spending his money on? I mean, if, if he's not spending, you know, as much as she would like on her, is he cheap at the restaurant? Is he cheap, you know, when it comes to her birthday or anniversary? Isn't um, it, it's funny. Maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know, there could be more to it. I, I, I think she should sort of speak to him before she speaks to the rest of the world. It's so funny because hmm. when I read that story, I thought, well, he's probably saving for the wedding. Like he, or, the, or the house. Or the house, yeah. right. Yeah. No, I mean, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, traditionally, you know, maybe the, the girls have family pays for the wedding, but you never know what's up this sleeve. You know, guys can be romantic these days, so maybe that's the ring, but maybe there's another ring coming. Maybe, you know, she shows up at the restaurant and there's a hot air balloon. You never know. Okay, yeah. So, so what's the happening. what's the carrot weight of a disappointment? Like, <laughs> you know, how many carrots do you need to have to not disappoint? Now you've seen a lot of people yeah. get engaged. Like, what's really the going? Yeah, the what, going size. Good question. Well, I'll tell you the phrase that everyone says has to be at least one carrot. That we hear that all the time. I, a guy will come in, or a guy and a girl, and say it has to be one carrot. It has to be at least one carrot. Wow. Um, and that's you know we live in Washington D.C. Or at least I live in Washington D.C. Um, I know you guys do. Um, so this is a you know a relatively educated and affluent area. It's not always the same around the country. You know, in other parts of the country, people have less money and use smaller diamonds. Um, so in this part of the world, you know, our client base is is shopping. I would say starting at about 
you know, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 carats, and all the way up. I mean, we see engagement rings of $100,000, right? So, yes. Uh, this, the sky's the limit. But definitely, most of what we do is, is uh, you know, that sort of carat to carat 50. Some people, you know, two carats, three carats, that type of thing. Did the, like, do you ever see people come in and their significant other was really cheap, like, the first time around, and then they're back, and they're like, all right, don't let this cheap bastard get away with it now. And they just, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just, um, like, ratchet up mean, the they cost. They back uh, a few weeks later, you mean, or, like, three years later? Yeah, any, at any point, you get women that come in and go, okay, yeah, this is not the ring I wanted, now I want this one. Well, absolutely. So, I, I would say the way that, I see that as two different ways. One is, um, guys will buy, like, a solitaire, which, you know, classy, solitaire just means just one stone in the center. Um, and they're saying, well, you know, I want something classy and simple, so they'll go for a solitaire um, engagement ring. And then the couple will come in months later to shop for wedding rings, and the girl will say something along the lines of, uh, I sort of want diamonds all the way around. So then she'll sort of go all out on the wedding ring and just get like a big blanket. Love it. So, Jonathan, is there a formula, though, if a guy came in and he wanted to engage a woman and, of course, some... Do, wait, do women come in? And, no, no, they probably yes, don't do that. Yes, they do. No, we have groups of women come in. We have women coming in with their friends, with their family. Uh, of course, we serve, you know, same-sex couples, so you see women coming in uh, as couples themselves, so... Um, yeah. yeah. So, but if if someone came in to buy an engagement ring and they didn't know what to spend, uh-huh. is there is there a formula you can use where you can say a percentage of your salary or how does that work? So you know, back in the day, uh, De Beers, uh, you know, they put together the marketing campaigns that had two months salary or three months salary. I mean, that was it's arbitrary, right? They wrote that in a marketing boardroom one day. Mm-hmm. Um, today's, uh, you know, the way I answer it to my friends because. Um, I'm from the area. I have plenty of friends and friends of friends that get engaged and ask me questions. I, I tell them sort of realistically, it's not about sort of how much money you have in the bank, but just sort of what's your world around you. Um, you know, is your like who are your girlfriend's friends and what are they wearing? Yeah. You want her to feel happy and comfortable with what she's got. So she Absolutely. Like you want her? She's going to feel a little inadequate if her friends all have two carrots and give her a half carrot. Oh. So it's a bad like, sign if she's sitting on her uh, wedding ring if it's under her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the same token, you know, if she's working in, you know, a dangerous part of town and, you know, her friends all have half-carat rings, she's going to feel a little bit, you know, a little awkward if she's rocking, like, a four-carat ring. So yeah. You have to consider just sort of her surroundings. Um, I think I'd take my chances. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I need richer friends <laughs> in a better neighborhood. So the diamond's too big on the outside. You turn it around on the metro and you're good to get Right, right. Love it. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Check Jonathan out at MervisDiamond.com if you're in the market for a diamond. I'm waiting to be in the market for a diamond. Please, <laughs> I want to so be in the market for a diamond. It's going to happen, Paul, and I got, I got one sitting right here for you. Oh. <laughs> Love it, Jonathan. Thanks, right, Jonathan. Thanks, guys. Bye. Talk to you later. You got it. Bye. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Now we know the uh, now we know the rules, and I definitely need wealthier friends. I think mine mine have all like gotten married, divorced, and then the second time around, they just get like a gold band. Well, what would you They're expect? Like, Screw it. What do you want? Well, here's my thing: is what I want is I really want like a seventy five thousand dollar ring, but I realize that my significant other mm-hmm. <laughs> is not gonna <laughs> buy that for yeah. me. So actually, I'd be fine with when we visited Jonathan, when we visited Mervis, Mm -hmm. they have just these really like dainty bands. Mm -hmm. So I would actually just take two little bands. With diamonds all the way around? Yeah, I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know what, in a a world where I had a ton of disposable income, I would totally love to invest in good jewelry. But Mm -hmm. the older I get, like, I don't really care. Sure. Like, I mean, I feel like the older you get, the pricier you get. The older I get, the less I care. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm letting myself go. 
Yeah. Well, the older I get, the, I mean, you know, the more I think, like, it's never going to happen. So you might as well just buy yourself something nice. You know what I mean? It's just like, I what am that. I saving for? Um, look, AJ is here with our news and pop culture this, uh, AJ. today. AJ! AJ's here. I, I was going to, I don't mean to put you on the, stop, the spot. I hope you read this story because I, I thought this was a really good one. Right. Did you read the one about the woman that doesn't have a vagina that's doing the GoFundMe? <laughs> I did. I did. This story just came out and uh, I, I'm like, I, I can't even believe this is a real thing. It's actually, it's a real disorder. Sorry to put you on the spot. This so, is a real yeah, no. What Paul, was she born she with? She was nothing. There's like no, actually, I don't even know. No, she can go to the bathroom. I believe she can, she can go to the bathroom. But right. there's no like ovaries. There's no, there's no like physical like full-on vagina like i think it's just like a little like urethra like pee hole and that's it the rest of it's all missing does she have an anus yes well, all right, right. <laughs> it's a good place to start insane <laughs> she and uh, the reason why it came out is she put it on gofundme she's asking for crowdfunding to get constructive um or reconstructive surgery how so the hell does her insurance not cover if you don't have exactly. a vagina it's like give me on, a break at what point are we gonna <laughs> we gotta call dr ruff <laughs> He, he could build her like this glamorous vag, like a perfect <laughs> The Bachelorette when she's like, I have a platinum vagine. Well, this is really, I mean, you know, at first it's, it's laughable, but then as I started to think about it, poor woman. I know. And so she has a boyfriend of four months. And They've this never, is the had reason, sex, right? never had sex, right? Never had sex. And she's really, she wants to get surgery for that reason. But isn't she's this like, something that your health insurance would pay for? Because that's a real serious medical issue. I don't think they pay for everything, which is the issue. Like, I think, you know, because she's got like a high deductible and then she's going to have like... Part of it's like cosmetic and all yeah. this stuff. I think they'll pay for like some of it, but then she still has to come up with like twenty grand on her own to cover all okay. the costs. You know, it's saying that uh, insurance considers this a cosmetic or gender surgery, and it really upsets her because it's not. It's literally she was born with that, and it's not her fault. That's nuts. Yeah, but she doesn't have ovaries. So what defines that you are a female or born female? She says I have all the correct chromosomes of a woman, so it's not gender or cosmetic thing because it's what's outside. It's not what's outside that's different. So everything on Does the outside. She have looks she has yes. look at her. she's a gorgeous girl which is why I cannot believe the insurance company would be giving her a hard time right like you you have female you're you're basically born a woman it's so insane yeah and so she just, she just wants to be normal and have sex with her boyfriend and, and her wow. parents are even behind her imagine going to your parents and be like listen I want to have sex with my boyfriend so we need to get some money raised because I need to go well, along with this I guess my thing is is it how old is she like 18 or something why didn't the parents I mean, she's in college um, the parents haven't like had her like, can't you get a loan for that <laughs> I mean, why don't you just get a credit card and put it on there? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm looking Charged at these people's it. pictures. I mean, they white. Don't they got white privilege? <laughs> she I needs, want a vagina. She needs 15000 for surgery, and she set, it, she set the GoFundMe page with her sister. She's already raised 5700 in two months. And uh, it's just, it's crazy to think. Here's just just to give you a description because I know how much Paul likes vaginas. Right, uh, describe it all for Paul. me. Yeah, she says that her vagina looks exactly like how it should, except that instead of a vagina opening, there's like a little dimpled skin where the hole should be. She I don't even says like hearing this. She ovulates like other women, but it gets dissolved into her ovaries. <sighs> and she says that crowdfunding is necessary because the health insurance won't cover the actual surgery. That's the fact that insurance considers this a cosmetic or gender surgery really upsets me. As I feel AJ bad for her. I really do. You know I what? Too. I'm going to give her 50 bucks. Really? Maybe. That's not. <laughs> do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. 
oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's Kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. <laughs> 
You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. <laughs> Thinking about Paul it. Paul is in a giving mood. I'll give her like 10. Okay, I mean, I'll I understand that cause, but yeah. damn, that's unbelievable. Anyway. Life is hard out here. I had to know what you guys thought about that. Yeah, we should actually, we ought to throw like a, you know, we work with bars. We have drunches. We ought to have the vagina yeah. crowdfunding drunch and we ought to get her here. Not bad. And then raise money for her vagina. Talk about being thankful for the small things or the large things in my case. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, but I mean, you know, but y- you take that for granted. You yeah, know? you do. You really you do. Really do. Like, yeah. is there ever a day you thought you wouldn't have a vagina? No. I mean, it's just always been there, yeah, right? Absolutely. It served you well. It served me well. I can't complain. Yeah. Hey, kid, it got and you here. Thankfully, I have never got pregnant. <laughs> yes. Thank God. No, it that's, has that's really sad. What else you got? No, I just want to say quickly, my mom, she mm. uh, was diagnosed with glaucoma at yeah, oh. age 50. And so she completely lost her sight. And it's been the biggest thing for me to realize, like, mm. just waking up in the morning, like, wow. I can see. I can carry out simple yeah. tasks, like making coffee. So just be thankful, guys. Yeah. It's a huge, it's Honest huge to lesson. God, yeah. losing a finger, like, it's losing insane. a finger blows your mind. Like, yeah. it throws your whole body off. We, you don't even, we don't even realize how lucky we are. Yeah. I'm going to get some hate mail for this second, oh, but I have to put oh, myself. Let's hear it out. No, no, no. But I have to really get myself in check sometimes because, you yeah. know, I'm in the skincare business. If I get, like, a pimple, I'm freaking the fuck out. Right. I mean, I am. Right. And, and the other day, I was like, oh, my God. Something, actually, something bit me on my face. You see this right here? It's like a little no. thing. Okay. Well. Guys, there's nothing on his there's face. There's literally <laughs> nothing. You are, there's not well, a speck on that. Well, I was looking, and I'm like, oh, my God. Something bit me in my face. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to deal with this for two weeks. Then I thought, Paul, get a grip. You know, sometimes you just have right. to have those moments where you're just like, wait a minute, I am really kind of off my rocker here. So, yeah. no, I'm just, yeah, people have real issues. If anything makes me gracious of my life, I just turn yeah. on the news on. Yeah. No, and you're immediately true, yeah. reminded. Um, speaking of gratitude, somebody who has been just suffering with, they've just felt, they've had a weight lifted off their shoulders. This mm-hmm. is Aaron Carter. He recently announced, this was last week, yeah. I know, but Thursday he did his first uh, public appearance after you know, letting the world know that he's bi. He let it out on Twitter. He wrote a little letter up. And uh, it's a huge thing that he, he announced. Now, Paul, you were saying earlier, you think maybe that he wants to announce he's bi, but this is really just him coming out before he says well, he's gay. Well, okay, look what's happening here. Look what's happening with Usher in this situation. Right. Okay, so he's in that whole thing where people are suing him. And, you know, what do you one, think the herpes is well, a pre for? One what? Man, well, what I'm saying is um, Aaron Carter was just engaged to a woman. So suppose he comes out as gay. And these women are like, oh, he didn't tell me. And, you know, he was probably screwing these men. And he was putting me in jeopardy, blah, 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 whatever. Because he was being promiscuous or he wasn't being honest about his situation. So he has to come out as bi. Mark my words, people. And I hate to be right about these things. (laughs) But in five years from now, he's going to come out as being gay. He's going to definitely be in a serious relationship with a man. Ooh, I, I actually do think you're right. I'm I think the you. buy was a marketing thing, like a, you know, he can't, his his audience is completely women, so right. I think he can't. He just tripled it. He just tripled it, and I think he just can't 
say completely yet. Yeah, he can't I kind say of completely. get that too. Now, is he 29? He's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. How did I... See, look, I didn't know that, but I knew that. You know how I knew? Why? <laughs> how did you know? Because that's about to be a scary age in the gay situation. So, see, that's when, like, the twink becomes the sugar daddy or vice versa. Okay. Do you know what I'm Got saying? Yeah. So, I think he's about to settle into... See, Aaron Carter, he's in a great position to have him a really solid sugar daddy. Really solid. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say that he's the of age to yeah. be the sugar daddy. No, because I don't think career. his money is going to be like all that. You know what I mean? You have people with like real money. Real actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, honey. Like he, Aaron, that's not real money. It's just Aaron no, Carter no, no. money. I mean, I'm just saying like he will travel around and he can gig and he can do all that. But I'm just right. saying like because he's got the panache. He can give the guy a good life. He right. can lullaby him to bed. You know, he's not bad to look at. He's probably yeah. got a healthy package going on because he's tall and lanky. They yeah. usually do. Maybe. You think so? No, I they don't thought. sometimes? <laughs> I don't know. I've yeah. never From seen one experience. like that. Yeah. No? Ooh. Yeah. Not good? Not good. I mean, usually the tall, lanky white boys wear a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little it's like a pencil peen or something. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it can There's be really no good. There's no girth, guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, he can fall back on the name. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what are his songs? I forgot. I don't even remember, actually. Either. Do you know one? You know, I was never a big Aaron Carter. Was he in a group? He was never in a group. I thought he was by himself. No, he had, like, a big hit years ago. Um, oh, That's so interesting. It? Anyway, I don't want to stop yeah. the show over no, 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 that. No, no, Keep but, going. Keep going. I'll find it. No, yeah, so, I just think he's... I just think that, you know, it's easier to... You know, there's, there's a process to this coming out. And when you wait to, you know, later in your 20s or in your 30s or in your 40s, sometimes right. you have to run that bi thing on your way to coming out as your true self. Exactly. Yeah. He says he's been bi since 13. Mm-hmm. I believe it, yeah. So that's a long time. Uh, and so, you know, congrats to him. He, he had an, a performance, let me say this quickly, he had a performance on Thursday and he actually cried so we know it's legit. He That he, was sweet, yeah. yeah. And it was his first, so, you know, good for him. Good for him. I love it. I'm going to set the scene for you now. On to the next story. Oh, okay. ready? nice. So you're in the subway. Yeah. You're crowded. It's New York. You, 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 you're schwitzing. You're hot. Everything's happening. There's so many people around you. And you look down at your phone. You get a notification. Yeah. You get a dick pic right on the screen. You're like, a oh, my God. Who, what the hell is this from? <laughs> you look down. You realize some little pervert is airdropping you dick pics. Oh, my goodness. I love it. This is new. So people in New York subway are saying <laughs> literally they're <laughs> re- receiving airdropped photos on their phone. And that's how the new way of sending dick pics. And it shows up. The notification. And this is if you have your settings. Make sure your settings are not set to everyone, just friends. So if your settings oh, are no, set to... Oh, no, mine's set for everyone. Mine is, too. <laughs> I'm leaving it that way. You're about to expect some dick pics. Oh, but, but, Paul, luckily you don't take the Metro. Well, I will no- for that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. He's about to start riding. Uh, really? It's yeah. kind of fun. I talk to people. It's fun. Go ahead. <laughs> I've heard stories. Metro sounds fun. I have to yeah. try it. Speaking of my life, I've got to go take the Metro after this. Um, <laughs> No, so, me too. So I take wait, it everywhere. Let me let me be clear about this. So you get the dick pic, and right. then you hit when you hit accept, and then do you know who it came from? You yeah. gotta go scurrying yeah. around the train to find the uh, person that sent it. it. It comes up with the face, but you don't Usually, know who exactly. Yeah. So you're it looking comes up around. With the face. It does if you like you, you know when you do your no, Apple login. No, actually, it no only for that moment. As soon as it turns to the dick pic, that goes right into your pictures, and then you don't know who sent it anymore. That's true. Then it just becomes the phone number. So you yeah. have to try to remember the face and walk around and try to match the tape with the face. Yeah. That's that's just a lot of stress on a commute home <laughs> on the subway. And I have somebody. This is from New York Post. Britta Carlson, 28, was riding Uptown 6 train. She accepted the photo and uh, was hit up with a disgusting penis. The message, was, the message was titled Straw and was sent by an anonymous stranger. It felt like somebody had actually just flashed me. Oh, so she clutched the phone to her chest so nobody else could see the dick pic that she just received, and she looked around trying to find the person. Like, oh my god, who could who would have sent this to me? 
God. I mean, I don't know if I call it disgusting. You know. <laughs> Depends on what it looks like. Paul just right. hopes he get caught in one of the, the airdropping. He's like, let me just, yeah. Throwing <laughs> his phone around trying to catch some I'll take pics. it as a compliment. Oh, thank you. Do <laughs> you think women are going to start sending, like, you know, some, like, tit pics, some... I think it was beautiful. <laughs> I'd accept that. It's an expression. Okay, until you get your first vagina pic. And then you're going to be like, this is harassment. Play, play the video from yeah. the rat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what you'll be saying. <laughs> that is... Help. Yeah. Help a vagina. Help. <laughs> <laughs> God, that that's is his vagina bag. <laughs> oh my God, just I insanity. It. I love it. Just insanity. And then I have uh, just Taylor Swift. She she won in court. It was the uh, where she was physically har- or sexually harassed. It right. Was, she was just taking a picture. It was a DJ, and he touched. He just had like a hand on her butt. He looked and completely. She, he looked completely guilty. I, I've worked with right. tons of DJs. Yes, he's guilty. Yes, they're sleazy. Absolutely. Right. I don't even know why he took this to court. I think, I think in radio there used to be like the whole shock jock thing and the whole like no press was bad press and you know this will yeah. be this will be great for my radio show and all that stuff and I think it's just completely backfired on him. Yeah. And how much does he have to pay her? It's only a dollar. I swear, what? it's only a dollar. Really? Yeah, only, I thought it was a she one million make, dollar. I think he was he was uh, suing, suing her, her for a million. Oh, And okay. she was suing him for only one dollar to prove the point that, hey, I don't really care about the money. It's all about proving a point that you sexually harassed she me. She should have taken the million and given it to charity. That I mean, too, that too. What's wrong with her? She probably would have won a million. She can honestly give her own money to charity if she wants him. I don't <laughs> think that dude even has a million. I mean, that d- he must have, honestly, like, this has cost him so much money. I mean, yeah. I just don't even know the thought process of why you would do this. I think he just got down the rabbit hole of you know, thinking that this would be good press or exactly. whatever. You know, it kind of scares me because I remember once when I was working for the CW, I was interviewing Jennifer Hudson. Oh yeah, sure. And she kind of grabbed me around my my waist in the back with her right hand. So I took my left hand and grabbed her around her waist. And we were having a great time and just laughing and all that. Anyway, all of a sudden her publicist comes up and smacks the shit out of my hand. Ooh, really? Like as if I was growing. She was like, you touched her butt. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, lady? I like stopped the interview. I was like, don't you ever fucking slap me. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I will hit a woman. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, but it was like serious. Like she smacked my hand with her hard ring and all that. And Jennifer was like. Maybe she was saving you, though. Maybe she was helping you out because I don't know. She was saying don't touch her butt. But we were having a great time. I wasn't touching her butt. My hand was around her waist. So, you know, that lady's perception was that I was groping her or something, which is just crazy. But she initiated the embrace, you know, because I know because for years I interviewed celebrities for the CW and I know like I would just let them interview, you know, whatever they would give me, I would respond in that way. You know, if they want a handshake, I wouldn't go in with like a kiss and a hug and I don't need all that, you know. I just think it's getting so sensitive now. What is considered sexual harassment? Mm -hmm. Just a hand on the butt can this is, you know, that's what she... I, I think with, uh, my guess with Taylor Swift is that guy really thought he was being funny and yeah. and probably did in fact like try and touch yeah. her bare ass More or like say, yeah I mean right. it's a radio DJ like I mm. think yeah I think it happened please so round of applause for Taylor Swift we're happy for her Yay! and a cute last story puppy yoga it's coming to Dallas fifteen dollars the class you know you, ho- you heard about goat yoga yes. everything why didn't somebody thought about puppies I don't know but that's so a if you're a puppy idea. person yeah it's coming to Dallas so uh, we'll have to wait a little poop bit in your face. <laughs> 
Downward dog. From downward dog. Yeah. Right. Oh. All right. I love you guys. Thanks Agent, so much. Where can people follow you? Andrea Lopez Impressions. If you want, I just do right, right. I love comedy. This is my personal little page that I do impressions on Instagram. Um, I want to shout out. What is this? Amanda? She's so cute. She's come on the show before, but she just shout, you know, she gave me oh, a cute Amber. little message. Amber, She's yes. so great. Yes. Amber, thank you so much for your little shout out. You were so sweet. And she had just told me, oh, wait, I love you on the show. And so I just want to say hi. Oh, that's great. You're doing a great Amber. job. Well, thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you, AJ. All right. Just we watch love your, you. Yeah, we do love you. Just watch <laughs> your impressions. I don't want you to be like Jeffree Star. I'm really worried. Oh, my God. I know, I know. We were talking about that. We yeah. were saying, should we talk about Jeffree Star, who I didn't even know until this week. Did you guys know AJ or Joelle? Did you know who Jeffree Star was, the I makeup did. artist I on YouTube? Did you know him? No, about? I really didn't. All right, anyway, he's a huge makeup makeup personality who's got, like, a massive following. And um, he did a – he basically criticized Kim Kardashian's – KKW, which yeah. I think is a terrible name for a beauty line, but anyway. Um, it, so it's her initials. Yeah, but that sounds. K-K-K. I'm sorry, KK. It's KK. Political. Yeah, like why would yeah, you yeah, KKW? I don't see it that way. I'm not that sensitive. Really? And I think <laughs> those palettes so look great. Awful. Although it looks like they would get dirty really quickly because they look like um, like a beige suede or something. Is that what it, that palette is? Honestly, I couldn't tell you, but yeah. they're always coming out with a new thing. But yes, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, anyhow, so Jeffree Star essentially criticized one of her beauty products, and then she came out on her Snapchat because they were saying that Jeffree Star is racist, which, of course, now, yesterday, I got down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure enough, there's a lot of videos. And our listeners actually felt really strongly about it. Hey, Joel, can you hand me my phone? They were they were texting me on Snapchat um, that he is still racist, that he mm. hasn't learned his lesson, and that he shouldn't be forgiven even though he did a um, he did like an apology like video. Ago, right? Yeah, a couple of years ago, basically saying look, I'm really sorry, you know, the person that said those things is not who I am. Um, but one of our listeners, Miss Sunshine, wrote, oh absolutely, he hasn't changed. There are people who learn from their mistakes. Jeffrey was not one of them. Hmm. Uh, he went after a woman of color directly and didn't apologize to her, and he should have. Everybody can grow and learn. However, he has done nothing to atone for what he did to Jackie Ina, who I'm assuming is the woman maybe that he went after. Kim Kardashian is trash. A straight-up culture vulture. Ooh. There you go. So there's an opinion on that. Well, I think that Kim Kardashian really should have been more sensitive to this, even from a selfish perspective. Like, why mess with her brand over trying to save him? I, I have no idea. I think she believed that he had changed, too, from this video. I watched the apology video, which I thought was pretty sincere, but I don't know enough of the story because it sounds like since then he's had other incidents is what I'm gathering yeah. from people. So... I don't know anything about him. I mean, his Kat Von D doesn't like him, apparently, on his Instagram, which I don't follow him, but he kind of encourages just like drugs, sex, you know, craziness. Well, yesterday he was saying that every news source out there has been contacting him about a quote, you know, based on what Kim K said. Right. And he's like, F off. So, I mean, to me, what did my dad say? Son. You can always be magnanimous. So, Jeffrey, you can always be magnanimous because yeah. especially if you want to keep your brand. And it really perplexes me, these celebrities that have these brands that are driven on people buying your stuff. See, because part of that is all fluff or you're making videos. You could have, like, 10 million followers and, like, 10 cents. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, but, but really, it's about, you know, you got to stay out in the community. You have to be kind of connected to the people that are buying your stuff and growing your brand. So I don't understand how someone like that can just, 
you know, be telling everybody to go F off. It's amazing. And still stay in business. Is that white privilege? Um, I hmm. No, I think because you're just I don't an know asshole. that I could that I would feel that I would have the power to do that. To tell everybody to F off. Well, I wouldn't want to, first of all. And then think that my brand was still gonna be there. Doesn't and I was Cat still Williams have... do that all the time? Um, I don't know that well, he's a comedian. He's not somebody selling cosmetics. Oh, well true, but I think people still come see him, right? And he like always is like, Well, every comedian tells people to F off. <laughs> but th- but this guy isn't a comedian. And he's telling people to F off that are questioning him about saying these racist things in the past. He's like, you know, get over it. Sometimes you, you know, there's no statute of limitations for how long you have to pay for your mistakes. You just have to keep apologizing sometimes. That's a good point. Maybe you do. Or maybe they just can't just F off. Maybe he's got a rich dad. Yeah, maybe he's got something just yeah. keeps on going. Okay. Um, really quickly, Joelle, our intern last week on the on the podcast, had made the comment that she feels she she is a black woman, but sometimes she feels white inside, and she referred to herself as an Oreo, which got into a big discussion. Oh, Paul, Paul's breathing. Thank God. <laughs> So we got some emails, as you can imagine, about it. Um, And here's one. Uh, This woman says, long story. I'm going to try to make this short. When I was 12, we moved from Memphis to Northern Virginia, and it was a huge culture shock. I went from being a majority black black school to being the only black girl in my neighborhood and one of two in my sixth grade. In middle school and high school, the majority of my friends were white because I wasn't black enough for the black girls. They called me Oreo, and it hurt. I was supposedly, quote, acting white and talking white. It sucked. Once I got to college, I became best friends with a black girl from Maryland, Prince George's County. I was so grateful. I went to UVA, a super white school, so I kind of grew up like Joelle, but I didn't use that as an excuse to shun black men. If anything, it made me um, even want to date them more. Now, she goes on to say that now she's divorced and she dates um, black women and seems like your intern has an issue with black men. I know she writes plot twist. Oh, I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay. I'm my phone and I'm like, huh? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, it seems like an, it seems like your intern has an issue with black men that she deems that are not on her level. I think she's right. Uh, just my thoughts. Um, and she says you start turning your nose up at your own people because your standard is based on the white environment you're in. Just Ooh. my two cents. What What's her think? name? Um, I didn't post her name because sometimes oh, okay. I'm not sure people. Sometimes they recognize. Mm, hey, girl! Names. I hear you. Okay, let me let her answer. Hold what on, girl. Think, let me Joelle? let her answer. What do you think, Joelle? Did you get some feedback about last week's episode? What do you think? I have friends that agreed with my statement. Um, they, I, I don't. They were just like, you I understand where you're coming from, and I have friends. What does it mean to act black? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why. Well, if someone said that to you, it would be a little bit offensive if, you you know, at this stage in your life, probably as a grown-up, don't you think you would be offended if somebody defined your actions, the way you talk? Do you feel like you still get that as a grown-up? I do still get that, and I don't appreciate it, only because, like I said, what does it mean to act black, or what does it mean to act white, or any of that? Right. I'm, I'm who I am. I don't think that I act a certain way. I think I act how I was brought up. I don't mm-hmm. act, you know, I don't need to act ghetto But it seems or like anything. you're kind of owning what those people are saying, like based on last week's conversation. It seems like you're like, you were comfortable in, uh, you called yourself an Oreo. I mean, if that's not owning it, I don't know what is, right? So we, we have to figure out how, like, what does that mean? And how can you get back to being like, you know, loving who you 
really are. One other person uh, wrote to us. Here was the other email I really liked. She says, I was listening to your intern talking about being an Oreo, and she sounded like me when I was in high school. I also grew up in Montgomery County, and all my friends were white except two people. My friends would always say, I'm white stuck in a black woman's body. And I did take that as a compliment back then. A lot of the black people in my school were loud and bad, but looking back, there were other races acting the same way, even white people. I've never dated a full black man, only a mixed man, black and white. I ended up, oh, this is the one. Oh my God, sorry. I ended up wearing a white man and divorcing him, and now I'm dating a black woman. Plot twist. Oh, whoops. So that, oh, this is actually okay. a different email. Okay. I confused the email. So sorry to the first woman. She's not a lesbian. Uh, okay. This one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. She's a lesbian. Oh, we didn't call her name. Yeah, the, see, uh, Susan Johnson from Rockville, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy for you and your wife. <laughs> this is why I don't use names. Being a young black woman with white friends, it's hard to be black and proud when there's nobody around you to back you up. Tell your intern um, she always has a black friend with me. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway. I'm sorry. I totally messed up. He's looking at me like I'm like, well, at least you have one. See? (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know I love you. I'm starting to. You know. I actually think I'm a very lovable person, you guys. Okay? (laughs) You guys are going to kill me, but I think I said that wrong. Actually, she says, tell your intern to always have a black friend with her. Never be the token. (laughs) You You were messing us all up. zero. Oh my god. Okay, I'm done. I can't read today. Anyway. Joelle, what do you think? You're just still finding are you still what do you think? You're still an Oreo? We don't know. Where are I you? I think maybe I'm finding myself. Okay. You I, need to find her a black I, a, a black guy to go on one date with. I wanna I wanna yes. see a guy. I wanna see you go on a date with a black guy. We're taking applications. Yes, we're yes. applications. Do you have a black friend that would date Joelle and she's very cute. That is respectable. She's we'll pretty. Yeah. Date. I don't think I'm above I don't think I'm above black people. I do, do you not take that back? That. Did I you, don't think I'm above black. Did people. you say that last week? No, but the lady on 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 the email says that she thinks that I think I'm above. I do not think I'm above black people. Sorry, I was just playing our outro. I didn't know <laughs> if, if we were like done or not. Oh, I'm I so didn't so hear it. Oh. <laughs> I hear it from her headphone. Did you? I don't oh, hear it. God. Um, well, look, you can email us, Paul Wharton style at yahoo.com, right. Sarah at hatefrage.com. You are great. But you know <laughs> what? I, we And I'm going to send you these emails because I don't even know if I read them correctly. They're probably we'll like see. people just supporting you. I don't even know. Have Please you been support me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Before we go out, I got something else to yeah, say. Yeah, of course. Of course. It, it was so funny because I wanted to talk a little bit about this and, and, then we'll, and then we'll go out. How come I hear it in your... In my, okay. I don't think it's in mine. Anyway... <laughs> Um, we hosted this fashion show last week, and it was so interesting because oh God. Sarah, and I don't know if it comes down to being raised by a black mother or a white mother, and I know I just went into a whole other topic, but we were hosting this fashion show, and, and the people were, you know, they were kind of loud, and so Sarah says, I'm going to need y'all to get you a drink and put something in y'all mouth and shut uh, now it's a room for the several hundred like professional older black women, and it was like somebody literally <laughs> like the record scratch. Hey, they stopped, right? They, oh, stopped. they stopped, and you all look. They almost caught a charge on you, but I was like, oh my god, and I said, oh y'all, I'm sorry. She know not what she do. She wasn't raised by a black mama, and then I thought about that for a moment, and when I was growing up. <laughs> 
Andrea loves this. <laughs> she wasn't raised by a black mama because when I was growing up, my white friends, because I grew up around all white people too, they used to yell at their parents. And I thought my sister, Holly, and I, shout out to Holly, she listens to this podcast, my sister, even though I told her this is not family approved, but I let her listen. But um, my white friends used to yell at their parents. Like, I, I had this friend, Nicole, down That's the street. Crazy. And her mom would say, Nicole. And she would say, what? <laughs> we were not allowed to say what Mm-mm. or anything. We had to, like, say yes. We had to be very respectful. <laughs> and I don't even know what would have went down. I mean, I'm sure we caught a, a whooping a couple of times. But we didn't even want to see, like, how bad it could get. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know. Like, I, it would never occur to me. But I was thinking when I told you that, because that, I kind of said it as a joke and we were hosting a show. But I was thinking, would I have said to a, a group of white women of that age, shut up, even in as a host? And I don't think that I would. So I'm wondering... <laughs> Like, like, did did you? Well, I thought it was, um, you know, I hope my tone was in fun right. because we were all having a good time and everybody was drinking and yeah. having a good time. But I think you were great. They were so loud. It was like, you know, I mean, and I get it. You're drinking. You're having a great time. The yeah. fashion's good, but it's just sometimes, you know, when I can't stand when you go to these fashion shows or charity events, right? And they're trying to do a live auction, and, yeah. then, and then you know they have a very meek little, you know, right. woman or somebody up there that's yeah. like, could we just? Could we have your attention right. for yeah. one more minute? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, bitch, they aren't going to listen right. to you. Like, say something <laughs> shocking. Right. Like, whip your dick out. Right, like, right, you know, right. Do something. Right. So I was like, you know, all right, everybody, now get something in your mouth. Did you a feel drink, a little a like. Dick or whatever, did you feel but a little shut switch? up. Did you feel like. I did, but they were such a good crowd. Yeah, I they felt were like they crowd. were with us the entire time, and we were like giving them drinks in the audience. And then, you know, this woman had like eight inch long nails, and I went up to her. I was like, oh my God, how do you wipe with those? And she's like, I don't shit. I was like, okay. Oh, and they were all like, they died. They died. But, you know, you were the Kathy Griffin, and I feel like. It was shocking at first, and in the end, everyone was like, because they all stopped. They were going, they were going whoop you for a second. <laughs> but then in the end, everybody's like, oh, she was actually pretty good. And they started taking pictures, and they were taking pictures with us and the whole thing. So maybe you have a career in shock comedy. I, I do enjoy shock comedy, because I think everybody wants that, right? In the time now where, like, I think everyone understands in a setting like that. You're not picking on, like, one person. You're making fun of yourself. We were, like, having a great mm-hmm. time. We were making fun of the fashion. We found some men to exploit. Like, people want that in a setting but no one can do it anymore because it's like god should i be sexualizing this man you know and what if a guy did this to a woman who cares this is a fashion show get your wallet out and let's feel this man's ass absolutely or take off his shirt or take off his shirt (laughs) no i hear you i hear you completely i just think that the climate i don't know why you thought it was too much well the climate that we're living in um it just makes me Sometimes I feel, because I don't like to do this, I don't like to be racially sensitive for myself, but I am that way when other people are around and I want to be compassionate toward, you know, for them if they don't have the microphone or something. You know what I mean? Right. So, because I don't like when people nitpick everything I say. I don't like to live that way. Yeah. You you know what I mean? So I hope as as a nation and just we can get back to, I don't remember it always 
being like this. It, maybe it was not this intense. Oh, I think it's super hypersensitive. But I think yeah. people want to come and have a good time, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think, I mean, you know, in this town and, and many towns, there's so many galas, there's so many charity events, and, and it's so boring. Like I said, you know, it's people up there, it's like, ready for the auction? No! <laughs> you know, like, show us something, like, give yeah. us something. So I, I thought they were really great. And you were really good. People loved, you were awesome. So it, it was really Oh, that's my night. sweet spot. Uh, I know. Uh, 50 plus black woman. Mm. <laughs> hey, auntie. <laughs> hey, baby. All right, I'm going to holler at you after the show, girl. Yeah, I'm going to just do this real quick, girl. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Can we do that? I'm glad that Joelle, the one white girl here, liked it. Thanks. <laughs> Spotify. Check us out on Spotify, y'all. My white girl liked it. She was good, yes. <laughs> she was like, you were great. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Download us on Spotify. Tell a friend. Yes, tell a friend. Paul Wharton, love you. Love you, Amazing. Sarah Frazier. AJ, Joelle, you guys are great. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.